Hello. Hello, Mr. Biran Vora here. Yeah, who's calling? It's Divya Sharma from Lovis Cancer and Zenoncorat IO. Yes, yeah, hi. Yeah, hello. Yeah, so we share cancer healing journeys of people who have gone through cancer. Uh, maybe okay. as patient, caregiver or survivor. Uh, right. because somewhere it helps people especially caregivers and patient uh, when they hear someone's journey it gives them motivation right. and uh, inspire that if they can and we can too so could you please share your journey with us uh, i was in a boarding school from the age of 9 actually okay so okay. and i had been put there much against my wishes actually right so uh, I went in standard five in a boarding school, and then uh, there was a, the atmosphere in the boarding school was extremely brutal, uh, you know, physical violence, emotional violence, all that sort of things were there. So um, I had been telling my mother and you know uh, my father in my own way. I described the hostel as a jail and things like that. So, uh, but initially they thought that I'm just trying to get out from the situation. I need to face the situation and all that. um so that uh, but then uh, even after repeatedly saying uh, in different forms they didn't actually uh, uh, take me out now that's the one part of the story the second part of the story when i was in 7th standard my mother was diagnosed with cancer actually okay. and it was uh, so um, i had a uh, uh, you know brief inkling of cancer because many people in my family had cancer and i generally knew it was a dangerous disease that's what i was a 11 year old kid at that time so my mother's younger sister had cancer uh, since many years before that so i was aware of that and but she had been cured the, so my uh, my mother also told that you know uh, there was no recurrence and she used the word cured basically so to mean that there was no uh, you know recurrence of that cancer afterwards and uh, i had known that my quite a few elders in my family had also succumbed to cancer so that much awareness i had but beyond that i did not know anything much more uh, than what it was uh, nevertheless i continued to uh, you know be in the boarding school uh, she, my mother had only told me that hers was of fast growing cancer now whatever that meant at that age okay that's all she said so uh, okay and uh, uh, then uh, it, uh, i think she was continuously uh, you know between uh, the town where i stayed in cochin and mumbai she was taking treatment in jaslok and in tata memorial in mumbai so my father used to be uh, with her many times she used to stay at her parents house in mumbai so her father and mother also would accompany her to the hospital and things like that uh, uh, and uh, in the middle of uh, all that my father used to be on and off so me and my younger sister used to uh, there was, there used to be a older maid at home a trustworthy maid uh, so we used to uh, quite uh, literally we um, at times but in while um, you know so i was in the hostel my sister would be at home that time okay and uh, so occasionally uh, the maid would be there uh, that's about it and that's how the uh, thing happened till i finished my 10th standard then at the end of 10th standard i actually they wanted me to go back to that boarding school and i rebelled actually i said i'm not going to go back there um, and uh, i came back home uh, but I, i don't know you know when i look back now i was happy to be back home but i i'm not sure that 
both my parents you know felt happy that i came back home i don't know i i never saw that okay you know apna ladka ghar aa gaya that sort of reaction uh, i don't think i saw and i think she was also getting sick at that point in time uh, nevertheless i continued to study in uh, school as a day scholar and things like that but or i think her mother's death uh, within six months of my passing my tenth uh that shattered her uh, okay uh, her mother was probably her anchor and then even her mother uh, actually what had happened was the entire family was to get together at that time including her two sisters and uh, their families and we and everybody else and uh, her mother actually went for a very uh, i think it was a very small operation or something like that i don't really recall what it was so basically uh, if i recollect they said that you know uh, so that by the time this get together happens she will be okay karke something went wrong in the anesthesia and she died on the operating table okay and uh, when they did the autopsy even she was found to have uh, you know in the initial forms of cancer actually okay so she was also found to have that and then uh, after that there was uh, that span of you know two years so starting with my uh, mother's mother's death okay then my father's mother died then my mother herself passed away one day after i had board exams actually okay and uh, then followed by my mother's father all my three grandparents and my mother died within two years of each other actually right uh, and uh, just coming back to my own mother's case so she was uh, almost between uh, so when we were in uh, 11th standard when i was in 11th my sister was in 9th uh, she used to be most of the time in mumbai uh, i think the cancer was progressively getting worse so much of my time my father used to be with her me and my sister with her maid uh, with the maid and everything but sometime around september when i was in 12 i think the doctors gave the indication that her cancer had spread everywhere and there's no more hope of however long she lives so me and my sister were not knowing that at that point in time that she was on the verge of death and things like that so uh, after that basically what happened was uh, for roughly the next 6 months or so uh, i moved to one of my father's friend's house he agreed to you know uh, take care of me my sister moved to her friend's house and uh, we virtually spent the next few months at their house uh, from where we both appeared for our board exams she was in 10th and i was in 12th and i think uh, from whatever i know uh, during the time that our board exams were going on she was alternating alternating between you know just living and on the verge of death so uh, basically uh, as soon as our board exams got over they got over on 29th march and was 1982 so they got over at around 1 o'clock by around 3 o'clock my father's friend picked me up from my school and other of his friends picked up my sister from her school we boarded the flight to mumbai on, on the same day uh, uh, the uh, idea was that to have a last glimpse of her basically so we went straight to the airport so, so we went straight to jaslok hospital from there and uh, after that uh, we spent the night till maybe around 10 11 we were there with her um, then uh, somebody else from my family uh, uh my father and all came uh, came back there he was there with her the night next month, next whole day we spent with her me and my sister that time she told for the first time i could hear she said i am dying 
Okay, so uh, that was the first time I really, re- I think I panicked at that time. Okay, uh, I, I got, I did get frightened. Uh, so I didn't know what to tell and everything. Uh, and those days there were no phone call, no mobiles, nothing. So, and and only me and my sister were there. And that time she told that she's dying. Uh, after that initial panic, uh, you said, okay, fine, you know, you'll be fine and all that. Um, but uh, that night again, uh, at around we were there till ten, eleven, or something like that. And then uh, both of us went, and my father again came uh, for the night to spend with her. And the same night at one o'clock, she died. Actually, so uh, literally one day after the board exam, she had passed away. Actually, um, and then six months later, her father also passed away. He also, for him, her death was. Um, also, you know, quite a shock to her, to him also. Uh, that's where the story of, uh, you know, her death actually uh, ended. So I, I was not really too much at home to see her suffering and all that stuff. Okay, because even when I was home at two, for two years, most of the time she was in Mumbai actually. So uh, uh, that's what it is. So. I, I don't know if this is what you you're looking for or something like that. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, journey. May I know which? Uh, what was the cancer type? Yeah, she had breast cancer. Okay. So, do you have any idea about uh, how many rounds of chemo or radiation she took or any surgery? No, uh, I know she had many rounds of uh, both actually. Okay, because uh, in the end, all her hair and everything had gone off. Okay. okay. So uh, okay. So she had many rounds of uh, both. I think we uh, kept on giving uh, radiation and all that stuff. And um, I know that she took that. And then when I think it got worse, and uh, they said radiation won't do, then they started with chemo. She became very frail. She became very dark. Uh, then she became, uh, you know, very thin, and she uh, she went bald also. I know these four things happened. Oh, okay. So, uh, as a result of uh, you know the chemo that happened after that, but I would not know the number of rounds and all that. I don't recall all that stuff. Actually, I would not know it also. Okay, that's okay, sir. So, any other alternate treatment uh, she took? I like a Reiki session, Ayurveda, homeopathy. I I think after the doctor gave up everything. Okay, sometime in December. Okay. They, they said, they, then the doctors actually just gave up. They said, there's nothing more that can, that can be done. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if I recall, the second last stage, they said was some liquid developed in the lungs or something, and they had to extract it out. Then finally, they said that it has spread to the brain and all this. Uh, whatever I can recall from those days, I'm telling you. Okay, I don't know how factually, uh, this is what I can recall from those days. Right? Then once they given up everything, I think by December of that year, okay, uh, 1981, uh, December, then they tried Ayurveda and all that stuff. But I think uh, whatever the doctors had already told, it's too late by then. Okay. So most of her life, she took uh, allopathy only, uh, as far as I know. Okay. So in which year with, uh, did she diagnose? She was diagnosed in 1977. Okay. So, any message you want to give to caregivers or patients? 
regular in our treatment okay so whatever you know i could make out from that it was quite regular in our treatment uh, um i think she didn't give up hope till the end or it was only after her mother passed away that she gave up hope actually and i think the deterioration started after her mother actually passed away she mentally gave up actually okay so till then so the message would uh, would be don't mentally give up actually and just you know Uh, do what your doctors uh, advise you know because that's what i thought her do actually okay and she was okay till she did that she she didn't become okay um, when she gave up mentally okay so how you managed your emotional uh, mental health that time yeah. we did not even re- actually that's why i said i for me the reaction was a combination of you know not just this it was only one part of it but the other part was also there that you know i spent much of, much of my childhood again uh, you know away from her so uh, for me the consequences that i had later were because of a combination of everything actually okay uh, okay so you know even when i came home uh uh attention and love that i needed from my mother was virtually not there because she was sick by that by the time i came home right and uh, so the last i got undivided attention from her was when i was 9 years old so uh, for me the consequences were a combination of everything i can't just single out this uh, uh, for for me it was about everything else so what do you do now yeah so i worked for uh, more than 3 decades i worked okay so uh, i uh, after i completed my studies and everything i worked for more than 3 decades now uh, then i also had uh, i also had lot of somatic symptoms uh, as a result of chronic stress from my childhood actually okay which i did not realize myself so then it started manifesting as, as uh, you know symptoms and all that stuff and i had to go and take treatment uh, uh, to actually de-stress and everything else so then i uh, uh, now i'm on my own actually so not not doing much in the last one and a half years i just completely de-stress so that uh, all those symptoms which are coming go away so uh, in simple terms the doctor said because you had a very very high level of stress from your childhood okay which never got released right uh, and now i'm in my mid 50s so at that time it basically started uh, manifesting itself so they said that if i delay it any further uh, it's going to be severe and it will be chronic it will run uh, run its chronic course actually so uh, um, and the uh, roots of all that was from my childhood i developed insomnia as a result of all these troubles in my childhood and as a child uh, so Uh, very high levels of stress uh, i had insomnia um, then uh, um, uh, i you know, actually two years back i ran out of breath actually so it started uh, manifesting from those things now it's basically under control so slowly uh, so now i just do a little bit of my own and gradually I, uh, then this pandemic started so now the health has come back in control but i'll do something uh, just after this okay
So I actually pursued a one year, uh, you know, uh, postgraduate diploma course in community mental health to basically understand my own trauma from my childhood. 